from somewhere else too. So, <laughs> all right, and we'll go in three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready because it's time to get weird. Welcome to a very special episode of Top Rope Wrestling Talk. I am your friendly neighborhood psycho of circle of debate, the one and only Dom, and I am joined by the lovely, the talented, the temptress witch herself, Ivy. What's up? But what makes this amazing episode so special is our amazingly special guest. This man has been all over the world, competed for every promotion you could think of, including WWE, the now returning TNA, and more. He also happens to be getting a shot at the Defy Pacific Northwest title at PCW Ultra Creature Feature, which we are proud to sponsor. He is the king of weird himself. As far as I'm concerned, the legendary Sin Bodhi. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I, uh, they, they, my dogs have perfect timing. They want to kill the mailman. So I was just petting him. I realized I'm looking at the screen and, and I'm realizing I'm shaking around like I'm doing my best Michael J. Fox impersonation or something. I was just petting my dog. I'm not. Um, no, there's not nothing wrong with him health wise, guys. He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm super good. You know, I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not young, but I am an awesome uh working shape so i'm yeah no problems on this end i just i realized i was kind of swaying around i'm looking like i'm you know some kind of weird bobblehead i realized i'm petting my big like uh pit mastiff and, and he's shaking and he's taking me because he's so fucking big um you had like a anyway. yellow brown thing going on there yeah i feel like hey wait a second sin but you know it's a yellow brown no tugboat no no uh sin, oh, yeah sin that's right that's it that's the right one yeah yeah i knew i'd get there eventually so oh, What's going on? Oh, it's just... What's going on, Dumb? It's your name, right? Dom, yeah. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since I saw your shitty Shaft interview, and I wanted to uh, uh, reciprocate oh, in kind, you fucks. Um, so I think one of two things happened. You guys either um, were sucking up to him because he's so dreamy and he's got his all his sexy muscles and his sexy little face and, and you ivy are probably thinking with your lady groin going oh my gosh i want to get over with him so i'm going to kiss his ass and or or you guys are dumb enough to think that fucker is going to survive me and so either way you're ass kickers or you're dummies so what is it dumb you tell me what's going on here now that i am here a little I mean, I'm away. good looking. I'm dreamy, way dreamier than that motherfucker. Oh, oh you're. Temptress Witch does have to agree. Yeah, and, and she, I, you know what? Was not, Ivy was not a part of that. Thank God, because she has more sense than us. But I'll just yes, say a little. Oh uh, wait, who was, who was who was the chick with the glasses? That wasn't you. I no, fucking earthlings look alike to me. Oh well, then okay, Ivy, you get a pass. Even though I I would be looking at him with my lady groin as well. So, but that that, that chick with the glasses, uh, shaft. Shut up. 
honestly seen a little from column A, a little from column B. But yeah, I, I figured it was spread Lamar, across all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Lamar's I figured too. I, I love like, wrestling. You know, we I mean, just try to get the best out of people. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking like he's he's he said that he's the baddest motherfucker ever, right? Anybody can say anything. I could tell you I'm the Queen of England, you know. So any any wrestler could come up with some little catchphrase. And he's a big dude, and he's a tough dude. And I've been in the ring with him, and, and he's a hard-hitting son of a gun. Baddest motherfucker around? I don't know. Um, you know, I've been, I've been in the ring with the Road Warriors and Bundy and Kamala and Jake the Snake, and just the list goes on. And as big and bad as he is, I don't know. You know, if I've, if I've like... Beat up Gangrel yesterday. I beat up Boogeyman last week. I got the one, two, three on Boogeyman. I don't know that anybody else on the planet has ever done that in or out of WWE. I try saying that past five times. So I'm thinking Junior. He's from Portland, right? Is he a Portland guy? Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Same shit. Yeah, that tells me what I need to fucking know right there. Yeah, yeah. He's coming from a place where homeless people are allowed to take over police stations. He's tough bull fucking shit. I'm gonna kick the fuck out of that motherfucker. That's how this is gonna go. We may so be, that's we plain may be dumb. We may what? be dumb. We may be dumb, but we're not that dumb because we were trying to get some bulletin board material out of him. Get you hyped so you could come on here and Yeah, well you fucking got me hyped. So I'm gonna take it out on him and it's all gonna be your owl's fault. It's gonna be your your dumb fault and your lady groin's fault. It's gonna be everybody's fucking fault. <laughs> So I cannot be held responsible for what I'm going to do to that young man who is very talented, but but that bad that so-called bad motherfucker bit off a lot more than he can chew. And I mean, and here's the thing too: is like motherfuckers got daddy issues. Like I don't I don't expect to ever get my ass kicked from somebody with daddy issues. Like why why'd you call yourself Chef? My dad's favorite movie is Chef. Fuck off! Like. I am me because I am me, not because my dad liked a fucking movie. And then he didn't even know about the fucking wallet. I mean, come on. <laughs> Motherfucker doesn't even know the wallet. Geez. So so not only is he certainly not near the biggest dude I'm ever going to take on, but he's, he's a dummy. He doesn't even know about the fucking wallet. He's dumber than dumb right here. Golly. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's what I got to say about that. So what else do you fucking people want? <laughs> go ahead, Dom. Get it together. Yeah, get your shit together, Dom. <laughs> I was going to make you ask a question, Jesus. Well, I mean, I can definitely ask the question if you want me to go first. I, would, I, think, I, think, I think girls have bigger brains than guys, so you go okay. ahead. Definitely. Sounds definitely. wonderful. So, I am here as a guest today. Um, I've been Sweet. on with Dom several times. but Sorry, I'm going to stick you for Clark Kent with, oh, the, yeah. with the last thing. So. <laughs> you're, you're totally fine. I'll give you the pass on that. Um, cool. But I have been a wrestling fan my entire life. I've worked in the business myself. Um, and one of the things that I've always looked for in talent is gimmick, right? The character makes the the wrestler, really. That's how you grab the fan base. That's how you, you know, sure. tell that story in the ring. Um, sure. So we previously did an uh, episode on the podcast that I am normally a part of. And we talked about wrestlers that we wish that we saw more of or, you know, kind of those like long lost characters in the business. And Kazarni came to mind with us. So... Um, you know, I kind of went on a rant that I thought that it was a great gimmick, but I think maybe the time frame that Kazarni was brought in was just not what that time frame in wrestling was looking for. And I kind of wanted to gain your insight a little bit about the inspiration behind it and what you really were thinking when Kazarni came into play. So, I mean, as Bruce Pritchard just said the other day on a podcast, I'm ahead of my time. So and maybe that was it. And uh, Jake, Jake the Snake would always joke and say I was ahead of my time. 
And I'm like, dude, that's code for dying poor. He's like, I know, brother. You know, so <laughs> so being out of my time, I don't know if that's doing myself any favors or not. But um, yeah, I think it was just not the right era, you know, and to and again, Jake, you know, being my sort of my mentor, my big brother and everything, um, you know, he would always tell me straight and he was just like, you know, that wasn't you. You let WWE make you into something that you weren't like I, I visually chose to look like that, but I didn't want to call myself Kazarni. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of speaking uh, Carney. I just was, I'm a team player. Yeah. You know, that's what Vince wanted. So, yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. He's hiring me to do a job. You know, you get hired at Kmart and they tell you to go face up aisle five and you're like, nah, I think I'm going to go collect carts in the parking lot. You know, he's getting canned real quick, you know? So, yeah. you know, when you're the new guy, you don't have that sort of that stroke or tenure where you can say, well, I don't know about this. And, and maybe, maybe I could have, but I was just taught to be a good little soldier. And I just did the best with what they gave me. And Vince wanted me to speak Carney. And that was that, but yeah. um, people can heal on it. People can like it. You know, wrestlers are there to put smiles on faces. We're there to let people boo and cheer and let all their energy out. Let, just let it all out. You know, where else can you go? You can't yell at your boss or your wife or your husband or your kids or the neighbors or the whoever, you know, without getting in trouble. But at wrestling, you can yell and scream. I love you. I hate you. You suck. Mm -hmm. You this, you that, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's kind of a giant couch session for people. So, you know, if you like me, awesome. If you didn't like me, awesome. But if you were booing or cheering, as long as you're making noise, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that, you know? And I think like there's been guys that were, and girls that were at WWE for a long time. And people were like, who? And I mean, you saw, you saw me there for, for a flash in the pan and people still remember it good, bad, or indifferent. So yep. that's got to tell you something, you yep. know? Yep. I agree. I agree. And it was definitely one of those things. It was that conversation of, I think that that was something that was way ahead of the time. And that's not what was being looked at during that era of wrestling. I think it was a great concept overall. And I kind of wish that we would have been able to see it at a different point in, you know, what the professional, uh, professional wrestling industry, you know, was doing. So I do appreciate that because um, I just want you to know for what it's worth, I actually loved it and I was totally ready to get behind the character. I appreciate that. Thank you. It was a very odd time and it was, uh, pardon the pun and it was uh very super pg uber pg yeah um i think like you know maybe in a different time or whatever or two and i'll, I'll certainly i'm a big boy i'll make my bed and sleep in it like woulda shoulda coulda maybe i should have just said hey vince thank you so much but i've got this other idea what do you think of this and because i've been like complimentary plagued with this is like, Oh, if you were doing what you're doing now, then that would have been awesome. But yeah. didn't arrive at this until, you know, until I did. So, you know, it is what it is. So if I don't, I don't have access to a time machine, I don't have that technology at my ready. So what are you going to do? Right. But there you have it. So like, you know, sometimes when the stars align at right place, right time, all that kind of stuff or whatever, but it just wasn't the right time. And there you go. But I make a wonderful, uh, ha happy existence and, and living and provide for my family by traveling around wrestling as me all over the place. It lets me see the planet, lets me see cool things, meet cool people and entertain cool fans. So, you know, I can, I can live with that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And PCW, uh, you know, coming up real soon. I cannot wait to kick the shit out of shaft, uh, for all of the earthlings viewing pleasure. And he's going to put up a hell of a fight. We're going to do some fun, crazy shit. But he will be under my fucking knife. And that's how that's going to go. Yeah, it's going to be a great match. That's why we jumped at the chance to sponsor it, my friend. Both you guys together. 
forget it. That should be the main event. I'm sorry. It, it is to me. I know, I mean, there's always amazing matches on PCW Ultra. Like they, they put together the coolest shows. Um, it was funny to see some of the, the potential opponents that were put put in front of me before they signed uh, Shaft to this uh, episode, whatever you want to call it, this uh, installment of PCW Ultra. But there was a couple of interesting people along the way. So, but uh, we arrive at Shaft and Shaft it shall be, and it will be awesome. And he is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't ever make the mistake of downplaying who I'm going to wrestle because win, lose, or draw. If I call him a bag of shit, I win. I, I beat a bag of shit. I drew to a bag of shit, which makes me equal to a bag of shit, or I lose to a bag of shit, which makes me less than a bag of shit. So I do think he's awesome. I just think he ran his yap and it pissed me off, and I'm going to take it out on that motherfucker in the ring. Like I am nobody's sack boy. Um, and for anybody, and for you clowns to, to say, oh yeah, Shaft is going to win. Well, I don't know that anybody wants to buy a ticket to a sure thing. You want to buy a ticket to see your pick your pony and bet. So, you clown better get your act right or you'll be my next opponent. Oh, shit. I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> you, hear, you hear me, dumb? Right. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with, uh, I don't want that. My, I, do, I donated half my body to science fiction. I don't need that. <laughs> but but, but uh, going, going back uh, four minutes and 37 seconds when she, uh, Ivy was talking about uh, the gimmick stuff, like, it is me. You know what? Who, who's the who's the real gimmick? Bruce Wayne or Batman? You know, yeah. like so it, it's me. Like I am a legit circus strongman. I'm a legit uh, sideshow freak, geek magician, whatever you want to call it. I was a tournament fighter. I was a bouncer. I did all sorts of crazy stuff. And pro wrestling is just one of the many uh, mixes of my mixed martial arts. So, and as muscular and as hard hitting as Shaft is, he didn't even know where to buy a fucking wallet. So this is true. This is true. Well, we had to tell him. Y'all send him the link. <laughs> I think we I think Wendy did, to be honest. I think she yeah. did. Right. I think she did. You know, I hope I'm he gets it soon. Friend. I hope he enjoys that wallet for what how many more days? Uh what four or five? <laughs> yeah. Who's counting? Who's yeah. Counting? But it, I think it'll be a great show. There's some amazing there's always amazing performers on PCW Ultra. And uh, I remember looking at Shaft's face when he was observing the Ultra Vault, looking at all the toys therein and looking at the three monsters that were surrounding him. And I saw a glimpse of curiosity. I saw a glimpse of fear and I saw a glimpse of bravery. So we'll see what will prevail when, uh, when as, as George Michaels likes to say, wrestling's best when it's one-on-one. -on -one. So I can't wait to get down and, and intimate with that fool in the ring and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what pops out on Saturday, huh? Yeah. I, I don't mean, need those, I don't need those fancy weapons to cut his skin, tear his tendons, break his bones. I can do that all within the guise of the rules or whatever fun toys happen to be there. That will just be, you know, extra cutlery at the dinner table for me. But I will eat my meal. You are the weapon. I am the weapon. I'm all of it, man. I'm I'm the brain. I'm the impulse. I'm the hand. I'm the trigger. I'm the gun. I'm the bullet. I'm everything. And he's a guy that doesn't know where to buy a fucking wallet. <laughs> I love it. 
you know, you you mentioned being able to, you know, meet some cool people on your journey. And and I kind of want to go back to the beginning of it for a minute because you brought up Dr. Tom and Jake. And I know a lot of these guys trained you. What was it like coming into the business and getting to train with and getting to know like absolute legends in the industry, whether it be Jake the Snake, Dr. Tom, the American Dream, even Al Snow, who I watched in the bingo hall and is absolutely a legend in my book. Sure. What's it like for like a young Sin Bodhi coming in and seeing these guys and go, you want me to what? Okay. <laughs> um, it was never not weird. It was always cool. Like I always felt like an enamored little kid, you know, because a lot of those guys I watched as, as a kid, you know, some seeing them, you know, from the chassis of a grown ass man, but the eyes of a child, you know, like I'm like, whoa, that's a Jake the Snake. Whoa, that's a that's an American dream. Whoa, that's a road warrior. That's a horseman. That's a dragon and so forth, so forth, so forth. So being in there, like, again, so I do a lot of seminars and, and I coach a lot and, and I, you know, I'm a, a, whatever you want to call it, temp coach, guest coach, whatever at the, at the, you know, the performance center in Orlando for WWE. I've, I've guest coached at some of the best schools in the world, like Ricky Morton school, Gangrel school, Al Snow school, Dr. Tom school. Like I've coached at those fucking schools. So telling guys and, and, and girls new stuff, I try to explain to them, like, I think that the missing element that a lot of guys and girls don't understand their body and the brain doesn't understand this is when they're studying tape, like a football player might study game tape. You can see it and your eyes perceive, you can hear it and your ears perceive, you cannot feel it. So to know what maybe looks really dangerous but is kind of easy to do or what looks kind of easy but is really really painful to do not understanding you know a lot of those tricks in the tr of the trade from from the wrestling gods that you study on youtube that might not be on the planet anymore like guys in my un unicorn age are you know we're, we're old enough where we we touched with those wrestlers in the ring like the road warriors or the midnights or the rock and rolls or uh, you just you name it you know but i'm young enough to to get down with the with the the new uh era of, of wrestlers so i've got those sneaky tricks and i've got reps like i mean i don't got this santa beard for nothing you know like i've, I've lived to tell the tale so i mean when you're in there with ahmed johnson or you're in there with king kong bundy or viscera or oleg big vladimir kozlov or you know great Kali, or fuck i've locked up with hulk hogan you know so it's like well Shaft is a really strong, muscular guy that knows some stuff about wrestling. He's younger than me, maybe stronger than me, maybe just out of just pure youth, but I got that old man strength, you know, and I'm not that old. Again, if, if I dyed my beard, I'd probably knock a decade off, but you can't, I don't think like Kiss, you can't tell if they're 21 or 61 in, 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 the, in the paint, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm six foot one and change. I'm 245 pounds. And I do not get winded and I do not feel pain, you know, so not the way normal people do. I register it, but I really, really, really know how to handle my shit. Um, I think, too, that's why old school wrestlers always make awesome bodyguards or some such, because we just we know how to take a hit. So he will hit me and it will suck, but I hit back. I hit back a lot. And so, again, so going back to the, the seminar stuff, like just how to what that that third element that you can't study on, on game tape. That's, that's what I bring to the table. So I think 
when he gets in there with me or whoever gets in there with me, that's sort of like Anakin taking on the emperor, like, you know, come on, motherfucker. You know, yeah, you can get a shot in or two, but it's, it's probably not going to go well. I love it. Either um, way, I can't wait. So you mentioned, you know, getting to work with, with Gangrel a bit. I actually was very, very lucky enough. Um, I got to interact with Gangrel as well. Um, in March of 2022, I did an event with um, Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida. Cheap, shameless plug there. Um, but one of the things that I really admired about Gangrel is just the locker room experience with him and how he was continuously talking with everybody and trying to give that advice. So now that you've had all this experience, you've literally wrestled all, all over the world. What advice would you give to any new wrestlers that are upcoming? And then, of course, what advice do you have for your opponent at your PCW Ultra event? Uh, so, first off, Gangrel is one of my favorite humans, certainly one of my favorite opponents. And, and uh, kind of like in those, whatever, those Tombstone movies or, or no, not the Tombstone. Uh, was it like Billy the Kid? Hello, are you guys there? I just saw you. You yeah. was yeah, spinning your hand over there. We're here. So right. I remember uh, it's one of those young guns or tombstone or one of those things where the one cowboy was just like, "Oh hell, you got credit for half the guys I killed, man." You know, so so Gangrel, you know, has been responsible for me gaining half the tag titles I've ever got, losing half the singles titles I've ever got because I was either tagging with them or fighting with them. You know, so you know we're like brothers. And, you know, the thing about brothers is like, you know, you don't let anybody else pick on them, but you don't mind picking on each other. So he's just a hard hitting. I mean, he's a 280 pound human pit bull. I mean, those fangs. And he's one of those people, the inner out of sports entertainment. He's one of those people that if you hit him, he wakes up. That's not a good human to hit. Like just very few people are wired like that. And he is a sweet, kind teddy bear of a man when he's not surrounded by ropes and turnbuckles mm -hmm. but again like this is like a pit bull pit bulls are naturally happy sweet creatures mm -hmm. it's men that make them mean and so when a when a human comes along and, and pushes his buttons those fangs come out and that 280 pounds is relentless so you know whoever you're in there with and again i've wrestled him countless amount of times and again i don't I don't know that uh, Shaft has that sort of experience on how to deal with such a mega opponent and how to deal with such a relentless opponent and how to deal with an opponent that can absorb the way Gangrel can absorb. Mm. I'm kind of cut that same way. I'm, I'm a little sillier, you know, on the microphone, but when it gets down to that, like, I mean, the more I get hit, the more I wake up and it kind of, it helps me out. So, so there's that and that's wrestling or otherwise that's whatever the hell. Uh, so next thing you asked me was, uh, and, and too, and like Gangrel, like I, I, I have my head through the curtain all the time. And if younger talent wants to ask me questions, I'm not going to peacock around the locker room going, Hey, you know, what you should do, Hey, you know, what you should do. But if you want to come up to me, I'll be happy to go down any rabbit hole you want and, and, you know, analyze whatever it is that you want to figure out. Um, uh, what was the next one? You asked, uh, advice for uh, upcoming talent, Yeah. Uh, uh, would, which would be. Do not be the 7,864 first dude or girl or whatever with a pair of sparkly kick pads and undies and, and doing, you know, the super kicks, the dives and the Canadian destroyers and the, the whatever, the triple lindies and the triple sow cows and the blue falcon arrow bombs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, be, be the first you. Like, yeah. don't worry about every, what, what everybody else is doing. Be the first you. 
you know, like the reason why your gorgeous Georges or your sweet daddy Seekies or, or just whoever, your, your Black Sabbath, you know, they were the first, you know, like there's, I'm sure there's a ton of wonderfully talented heavy metal bands that could maybe mechanically play circles around Black Sabbath, but they're all cluttering the roads, all wearing the same kick pads, you know, where Black Sabbath was the first to do that. So, you know, like you're, you know, we before Hulk Hogan, there was, you know, there's Jesse the Body. Before that, there was Billy Billy Graham. Before that, there was Gorgeous George and, and all that. And uh, Buddy Rogers before Ric Flair and all these different things. So it's it's hard to just come up with an, an exact original idea. But, you know, take little bits of things. Don't be a bargain basement Big Papa Pump or a bargain basement HBK or mm-hmm. so forth. Like, take little bits of other wrestlers, of, of movies, of comic books, of poetry, of music and 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 your own experiences and, and form your authentic self. Like I remember uh you said about the you know like the gimmick and all that. Like I remember the first time I met Brian Cage, he was a great guy, awesome wrestler. And he was half the size he was when I met him at FCW uh, right. WWE development. He's in shape, he was great, but he was not anywhere near that big. And I had that Kazarni blonde hair and all the weird tiger stripe braided beard and all that weird stuff. And I, I, I remember, I don't know why, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast, but I remember this. And then I had orange, neon orange toenails and neon green fingernails. And I was literally hanging upside down in a gym in Tampa doing crunches, like, like, a, like hanging up like a bat, you mm-hmm. know, on a, on a bar. Mm-hmm. And Paige walks over and he was just like, hey, man, I really like your gimmick. And I remember just kind of doing the crunches. And I just looked at him like, what fucking gimmick? And I kept on doing the crunches. <laughs> And then he just was like, whoa. And he just kind of walked away. And I, I flipped down to my feet. I was like, I'm just joking. I'm just fucking mad. And nice to meet the brother and all this. Stuff. And we both had a big laugh and whatever, you know, been good buddies ever since. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, Nick or Sin. It's it's the same thing. I'm just, you know, in, in the one mode, I'm just dolled up for the prom. That's all. I got my nose powdered. I got my bunny slippers on. And that's it. But it's, it's me. So I think that, uh, you know, don't try to be something so ridiculous that people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure you are you know i'm pretty sure you're not a martian or or a fish or whatever like you know if you're a lawyer or if you're you're gonna be this billionaire guy probably don't come out in some like dollar store house coat with a glittery money sign on the back of your shit you know or you know like gangrel that's a fucking vampire like what he does behind Mm -hmm. those doors like you don't want to know you know you know some of some of the stuff that dude does, you know, nowhere near a wrestling arena. You don't want to fucking know. You know, same thing with Boogeyman. I mean, like Boogie's a good good buddy of mine. That's a, but that's a hard hitting, monstrous earthling. You know, like you don't want to know what that motherfucker's doing behind closed doors either. You don't want to know what I'm doing behind closed doors. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's, as I'm sure is as heavy lifting and as awesomely athletic and as good looking and all that stuff as, as Shaft is. Like again. Just doesn't even know where to find a fucking wallet. So, you know, he's big, but I mean, I bounced guys like that in my fucking sleep. So I hope I'm begging for him to surprise me. Like, I want him to struggle. Like, I like it when they struggle. So there's that. And uh, I, he's a big red blooded dude. You know, he can't be some little, he's not some little soy boy. Like, I wouldn't sign on to do that. You know, I, I'm not going to take that kind of charity to go beat up some. I, I this will sound crotchety and old school, but I heard this and I walked into my wrestling school laughing and I'm, you know, I just, I'd heard it before, but I just never put it, two cents of thought onto it. I heard the term beta male 
And it fucking made me laugh. I was just like, I walked in and they're like, what are you laughing? I'm like, beta male. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, what the fuck is a beta, beta male? Who would ever identify as a fucking beta male? I just started laughing and half the kids in the, in the class cringed and half of them giggled. So that told me a lot. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe I'm dumb. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's the subservient to, you know, the ones that, well, yes, sir, whatever you need, sir, to the ah. alpha males. Yes, men. Okay. <laughs> you know, it just made me laugh. And, and I, I certainly, I think, and I hope, uh, and in my short interaction with Shaft, I take him as an alpha. I, I wouldn't sign on to wrestle a beta, you know? So I hope he brings his A game and I hope he takes it seriously because if not, I am literally going to beat the shit out of him. He is going to make boom, boom in his fancy hipster pants in front of all those lovely fans at PCW Ultra if he doesn't literally and figuratively hold his shit together. That's that. That's as simple as that. And it's, that could sound mean. That could sound silly. I could sound whatever, but like, you know. Just sounds like it's a what it is. Life, life is life. And, and he, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, that's amazing. Now, uh, on top of being a wrestler, you become pretty damn good promoter yourself too uh oh shucks you got you, oh go on you, know, you got freak show wrestling out there in las vegas which is definitely something a little weird a little different i i love i personally love it the the bazooka boxing gloves well, <laughs> it was fun hitting john morrison in the nuts with a bazooka boxing glove that was that was, that was a highlight of my career i really enjoyed Enjoy that. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never really liked that dude. So when I saw it, I just lost my damn mind. <laughs> He's a, a John is a, is a as talented as you could possibly get. He's a good dude. Yeah. Um, known him for such a long time. And it was funny, like when we were at WWE, we I think we kind of like looked at each other from our periphery and like, I don't know what that guy. And he was probably like, I don't know what that guy. And then years later, we wrestled uh, for Rikishi. And and I think a lot of like the students were kind of like scared to work John because he was such a high caliber guy. Like, I mean, there's some awesome athletes. I, I, I just talked about the younger wrestlers that were there, the, the newer ones. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Rikishi asked me if I'd wrestle John. I said, yeah, of course I will. And we didn't know each other. And I was, we, I think we were both kind of thinking we weren't going to like each other. And we tore it up and had a blast and the fans really enjoyed it. And, I think it was kind of like that. What's that? That that silly like brotherhood movie, you know, where they're putting each other's junk on their drum kits and all that stuff. We were like, did we just become best friends? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, nope. you know, because we, <laughs> we kicked the shit out of each other so enjoyably that we 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 matched each other, you know, tit for tat. That it was just I mean, we were night and day different, but you know, it was just such a such a fun juxtaposition and, and a, a fun dynamic. And we've wrestled a couple of times since and. But uh, yeah, he's a good dude. I really, I really like John and his wife. And, you know, Taya's awesome, awesomely talented. They're both talented. They're both super fucking talented. Amazingly talented. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the for the people that may not know, try to describe because it's 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 wild. I love it. Try to describe freak show wrestling to people who haven't seen this. Uh, it's it's. It's a variety show. It's a mix mix of pro wrestling, uh, sideshow, burlesque, comedy, horror, music, all sorts of. It's just basically wrestling dipped in acid. 
is what it is. It's basically what it is. If Freddy Krueger was the promoter, you know, that's kind of what would be happening, I suppose. You know, if, 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 you know how they used to have like that board of directors for like the NWA or whatever. I think if you had like Andy Warhol, Freddy Krueger, Bruce Lee, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and I don't know, maybe Satan, I suppose, all sitting around a table going, hmm, who do we have wrestle who? I think that's kind of what, yeah, that's, that's was. Dr. Evil, maybe, you know, kind of, hmm, what could we do, you know? Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so free show right now is sleeping and it's, it's, it's napping until the day comes that maybe humor isn't illegal like it is right now. Like, I think there's, there was so much stuff that we got away with back then that would just probably get us canceled now. You know, people used to like to laugh and hopefully the humans will do that again one of these days, but one day, right? For the, for the time being, freak show is, is going to, it's going to stay in the in the phantom zone until life decides we should shatter that glass and let the let the monsters out to play again. <laughs> but when when I when I wrestle, you're basically getting a, a pretty good dose of freak show wrestling. Like when I I am freak show wrestling, so I'm freak show wrestling. Uh, Funny Bone is freak show wrestling. Scorch the Clown is freak show wrestling. Shocker and Bizarro are freak show wrestling. Techno Destructo from Guar is freak show wrestling. Uh, but yeah, if if you're if you're watching a wrestling show and if it's not me or Funny Bone, it's that that is free for wrestling. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. No, it was you, a it was you. a good funny show, by the way. I uh, thank you. I, I love. Well, it's always a good variety, you know, like the funny stuff, sexy stuff, scary stuff, serious stuff. Smash it all together, so your brain just can never get a beat on it. So your head is just like, what the fuck is happening right now? And just let you leave, going, my mind is blown and spent. I'm ready for bed. You really have had such a remarkable career, like not just you in ring, but like all of the things that you've accomplished. Um, I mean, what else is there for you to accomplish? What 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 are your goals? What do you have? I mean, what more do you have to to bring to us at this point? Because I'm like, I'm still mesmerized that, you know, you've been in the industry so long and you're, you know, one of the guys that is still hanging out in there and not all of our, you know, wrestlers are blessed enough to be able to, you know, be, you know, available for that long of a time. Um, sure. So I think it's great that you're still, you know, in great ring shape and you're still competing. Um, yeah. What's next? Uh, well, I, I like the idea of doing movies. I've dabbled in doing movies, literally, weirdly, uh, ironically, Gangrel and I just filmed his very first ever, who'd have thunk it would take this long, but he, we filmed his very first ever vampire movie where we both play vampires and we or different clans and we, and we have our big fight and all that stuff. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I think it comes out uh, the end of the year. So at some point, or, or no, sorry, not, it comes out early next year. Um, so I'm waiting to find out because it, it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, but you know, I like coaching and I like player coaching. Um, so, you know, we'll see now that edge and Christian are together over at my, you know, the, the kids that I grew up with are over across the street at AW. you know, we'll see. The king um, of weird in AW. I would love that. We'll see. I think, I think, I think it would be a, an awesome place for, for me to play, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, because whatever the storylines are like i've heard some wrestlers say if you're not there to be the main event or be the champion then what are you doing there I'm like i'm trying to feed my family and have a fun life that's what i'm doing yeah. you want to put me in the title picture i'll take that um i'm happy to hang with anybody like i i would love to get down with john 
Moxley. I think that would be oh. super fun. Oh. I think I that'd think, be an excellent matchup, personally. Amazing, yeah. I, I would love to see that. Well, I just think you know he's out there and he's he's you know he's the sort of the big the big dingling around there, swinging his swinging his you know his, his tally whack around for everybody to see. Look at me, I'm the big uh, tough guy at AEW. Well, as as uh, the Joker once said, well, wait till they get a load of me. You know, <laughs> so you know, and uh, I think he's a big, tough, smart, talented dude, and I think I would really give him a run for his money. And I think I would take a nice, nice, nice chunk out of him. But as fun as that would be pragmatically, I think, um, you know, I could really do AEW a good service in being a player coach by taking younger talent for a spin and kind of giving them the stuff that, you know, the Dr. Toms and, and, you know, the Al Snows of the world would, that's how they kind of contributed to pro wrestling. And I think if that is to be my lot in life, you know, to help the circle of life, to help the sports entertainment, Akuna Matata, mm-hmm. keep on spinning and spinning. I, I would be happy with that. But beating up John Moxley would be also fun. So there's that. And, you know, I, like. I'd love to see that. I really would. But I would love to see that, too. So, <laughs> uh, well, you know, we'll just have to see. But, um, and, too, and, and I met that weird, you know, you, you see and perceive different things as you have different stages of your life. Like, I look at things very different at 25, 30, 35, and so forth. So, I mean, now that, uh, you know, I've lived all over the world, but this house that I'm sitting in is the first home that my wife and I have ever owned anywhere. Like, it is ours. And it's a little, it's a nice little little ranch that we rescue critters, and it's it's out on the edge of Death Valley, about an hour out of Vegas. So, you know, for me to coach at WWE, you know, part-time and go in and out. That's amazing. But as far as spending, you know, a length of time anywhere, whether it's in Orlando or wherever, you know, that sounded super appealing back in the day, but you know, now they've got, you know, my wife and my, my daughter and all these awesome critters, you know, here in this sort of funny farm sanctuary, whatever you want to call it. I kind of, I kind of, I'm really, really digging the idea of just flying in and flying out, out and coming home every week, you know? So I think uh, that would be much more in the cards at AEW, but you know, as Edge said, like, I love it all. Like, I've got no problems with WWE. I've got no problems with AEW or Impact or NWA or wherever. I think it's all amazing. I'm a massive, massive mark as every wrestler uh, is, whether they admit it or not. I love this no, shit. You almost have to be. You have to be. If you're yeah, not a yeah, mark, yeah. You, you have no business being in the business. If you're not a 100%. little bit of a mark, I cover wrestling and I'm a mark. How can you not? You, <laughs> you can't do this to your body without love of the right. game, you know. Right. Yep. Uh, but I think, like, I think uh, at this stage of the game, you know, if, if WWE would would fly me back and forth to coach or player coach or whatever, I think the, the WWE protocols are different than AEW where. You know, they want young guys in the ring and they want older coaches to coach said younger guys and girls. But I think there's something to be said for, again, that third element, like coaches can tell, coaches can show, you've got to feel it. So to be in there with somebody that can lead you, that's a lost art. And I think just in, even in, in a, you know, the different structure of AEW, I think there's more room again there, there's wrestlers there that are 21 and 61 and everything in between where that's not the case in WWE. uh why can't i say wwe today for some reason um too much caffeine maybe um that's but so favorite. i mean i would I, I would certainly do it like i 
I'd step in there tomorrow with Seth Rollins. I, I would love it, you know? And I've been in there with half of those dudes. Like I've been in there with the Zigglers and the Drew McIntyres and, and so forth, so forth, so forth, so forth, so forth. But I just think to coach the most effectively is to do it how you feel like Finley's going to do it differently than Jerry Lynn's going to do it. Jerry Lynn's going to do it. Then a Steele's going to do it. A Steele's going to do it differently than Norman Smiley, than Scotty Tuhati, than Matt Bloom, uh, than Pat Buck, et cetera, et cetera. So that's same. So I feel very hands-on. Like I like to talk about it with, with students, kind of take them down that cerebral rabbit hole, but I like yeah. to touch I like to be hands-on and so they can go oh that's what that's like and i think i could i could get away with more of that at aew <laughs> yeah definitely. but hey trips trips mr mr h if you're listening if that's what you want <laughs> i'd be happy to do it you know but uh, you got my you know, I'm, I'm really at this stage of the game just like every coach and i talk to coaches from every company on the regular but i'm just I'm, we're, we're hired guns you know we want to feed our family we want to do right by our industry so as long as we're contributing and leaving leaving our industry uh, better for having dipped our toes in that water, then I think that's that's what we need to do. So you know whether it's at AEW or WWE or you mentioned your wherever. your little ranch. Could you just tell the quick snippet um, about your pet goat to our viewers oh, that yeah. you were telling yeah. Dom and I prior to oh, the recording sure. starting? Yeah, I so I like I was heartwarming for the interview. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? I, you know, I, I was doing a podcast with Vince Russo, and I, and I was talking about it. He's like, "Oh, bro, you're gonna kill your gimmick being a softy with the animals." And I'm like, "Fuck no!" Because I would never hit an animal. Yeah. You know, like, but people, no, well, that's another story. Different. So you know, I'm certainly a softy for the critters, but like, like I'll tell you, I, I was uh, on the airplane home from uh, Canada this this past weekend. I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm a softie, and I I, I, I won't lie. I, I'm I'm secure enough in my in my skin to say it. I damn near teared up watching Rocket putting over those little baby raccoons, and when all of his little little mechanical buddies did the job, I was like, oh, yeah. like you motherfucker! I hope they fucking get that guy and all this shit. Like I tell wrestlers all the time, like yeah, study wrestling for wrestling, but study like movies and and books and and TV shows for characters. Like what to talk about? The you know I asked about gimmicks a while ago and. Like, look at the heels that really make you mad. Look at the heroes that you really get behind and see what they're doing. They're not doing any suplexes or Canadian destroyers. Like, what are they doing that makes you love them and hate them and stuff? And, right. You know, like like Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element. Like, that fucker's ready to sell the human race for food to some evil moon dude. You know, and you're right. like, this fucking piece of shit, weasel motherfucker. You know, whereas, you know, Michael Myers or Freddy or whatever, they're more monstrous. They're not slimy heels, they're monster heels. So you're like, whoa, or Darth Vader. You're like, whoa, fuck, I don't want to fight that guy. You know, like Luke Skywalker's not geeing up the crowd, getting ready to fight Luke. Like, I'm the baby face. Like, he's going, right. holy fuck, that's Darth Vader. Um, if I'm going to have any chance in saving the galaxy, I got to go toe to toe with this fucker. Otherwise, I'd just as soon get the fuck out of here. You know, so I think when 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 you can see a good guy looking concerned, that's somebody you want to cheer for. Like, what's the 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 difference between bravery and fear is the absence or presence of stupidity. Mm -hmm. So let's take Mister Shaft. If he's you know, I hope he is brave, and I need him to be brave. But if he's too stupid to also be scared, he's fucked. You know, because nobody's going to cheer for a dummy, and nobody's going to cheer for you know, for, for, uh, gutless coward. 
So I, I, I need a brave wrestler to get in the ring with me, but I need him to be smart enough to be scared. And I also need to be smart enough to go, if I get my Dukes down, if I take my eye off the prize for a second, he could knock me in outer space. Like I am fully aware of that. So you have to understand what's there and not just, Psh, I got this. No, you don't, you know, and that's in real life. That's in the realm, the, the silly, playful realm of sports entertainment land. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Like if, if I walked in there against anybody, if I took my eyes off them, if I was just like, Psh, then there's no semblance of danger. So if I don't care, why would the fans give a shit? So, you know, I'm a very big advocate of that kind of stuff because it's legit instinct. And I think today, like it's a, it's a wonderful society we have where everybody is so happy and cushy that they have to find things to get offended at, you know, back in the day you had shit to worry about, you know? Um, so now I think when they're worried about, you know, I don't know, Mickey and Minnie Mouse having a, relationship or something i'm like i don't know if you have it that easy that that's what you got to be upset about you know how's about like again like um when i before i was born like when, when my father was a little boy um him and my, him and my uncle and my grandparents they defected from communist yugoslavia because people were getting murdered left and right the government was killing people yeah you know i think that's something to worry about like getting your kids out of a country where you know a dictator or whatever is killing people that's a problem you know i don't know that canceling dave Chappelle or dukes of hazard or whatever is really a problem i mean call me a caveman i don't know but i just think you got that's that's what you got to worry about life should be i think this life sounds pretty good yeah if you're a caveman i'm right there with you we'll be sparking <laughs> rocks and shit because I feel oh like i think the silent majority probably mostly things like that they're just too scared to say anything and for the longest time i would always i mean i'm, I'm always going to be professional and I'm, I'm i love everybody i don't i don't i wouldn't wish to ever hurt a fly like in all of my creativity and all of freak show wrestling or anything if if the world never showed me violence i in all of my creativity i would have never thought of it in a million years yeah people are just really good at the two f's fighting and making sweet whoopee that's the only thing humans can do that you know they make cell phones that don't work like shit. they make cars that don't work like shit. they make apps that don't work they don't make they make contraptions that you buy online they don't work nothing works you can't open it doesn't work but people can hate each other in the best of times and they can love each other in the worst they can you know they can make babies when there's famines and droughts and you know life still goes on so the two f's yep. we are good at nothing else you know and, and we are doing one of those two things here in the ring i plan on doing one of the f's with with uh, one of the f's you know I'm happily married, so I'm not going to do the other half with him, but I'm, I'll do the first right. half to the best <laughs> of my capabilities. And, and so I think, too, I think if, if, if people don't exchange ideas, and especially ideas that they don't understand or agree with or want to hear, I think if we don't communicate, you know, in life, let alone in wrestling, with silly old wrestling, then I think then I think we're doomed as a species, you know? Like, I think to, to discuss and ask questions is almost dirty words these days, I think, but just... I think like, I, I can wrap up all of my, my life and politics and everything with, with the Bill and Ted's movie. Just be excellent to one another. Unless you're shaft. And in which case, I'm going to be really mean to him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I or mean, funny I, bone. He's really, mean, he's really fun to be mean to, too. <laughs> but he just happens I mean, to not be in this match, so that's fine. 
you know, growing up on George Carlin, I've always believed words never hurt. So, <laughs> well, I mean, again, not to sound crotchety, but I mean, people that say words are violence have obviously never been punched in the face. You know? Absolutely, that's a fact. Absolutely. You know, I love that Mike Tyson thing. Every, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. You know. And, yep. And I mean, okay. and and too, and again, to to say about like, I've got awesome friends in all shapes and sizes, all different flavors of humanity. You know, and. And I've met in all different shapes and flavors. I've met nice people and I met dickheads. Like they come in, you know, in all shapes and sizes, nice or not nice, heel or baby face. So I think if you can talk to people, debate with people, even argue friendly arguments with people, great. But I think nobody needs to hear an ultimatum. I'm not going to tell you, this is what it is. And this is how you have to do it. Like, right. this is what I think. Tell me what you think. And let's take your peanut butter and my jelly and let's make a sandwich. You know, whether that's in the ring, whether that's in life, you know, I, I, I'll teach wrestling students and, you know, me and Jake or whatever, me and D'Lo, you know, we teach guys sometimes in tandem and, and the students would go out and they would come back and they'd be like, well, I'm like, you know, on their first road trips and well, how'd you have fun? Did you like it? What'd you do? I'm like, well, a lot of other wrestlers don't see it the way like you or Dr. Tom or Al Snow or whatever, or Jake Snake sees it. And I'm like, well, that's the magic. You got to sort of blend with them. You, you got to take your peanut butter and take their jelly and make a fucking good sandwich. You know, that's the magic of blending two different things, you know, and sometimes you're very similar in, a, in your opponent. Sometimes you are very different, but it's all good storylines. Like I, I liked Arrow until I was just like, okay, I'm tired of him seeing taking on other archers or Flash seeing him take on other fast guys. Like I want to see... The Flash could take on a fast guy one episode or a couple of episodes or a, for a storyline. But then I want to see him take on the big gorilla dude or the lightning guy or the outer space guy or the mirror guy or the whatever, whatever. You know, I don't want to just see the same thing. I don't want to see two guys in kick pads, super kicking the tits off of each other or pile driving each other or diving on each other. I want to see I don't want to see Ricochet against Ricochet Dose. I want to see Ricochet against Ricochet Dose once and then maybe Ricochet against Kurt Angle or Kane or the Road Warriors or, you know. You know, Shinsuke, you know, <laughs> Shinsuke, Shinsuke, I'll, I'll see, I'd rather see him against Hornswoggle than see him against too many other ricochets. Yeah. You know, right. And is awesome, by the way. Uh, but I, you know, I'm just saying, like, I just, I want to see different. Like, I don't want to see Macho Man versus Macho Man. I like Macho Man versus George Steele, Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man versus Jake the Snake, you know, all this. I want to see different characters and i don't want to see the same spots like i giggle sometimes i probably come off like a dickhead where some young guy would be like what's your comeback i'm like i don't know like you know ask me that in a bar fight like i'll if there's a beer bottle there then that's my comeback if there's a poster <laughs> there if it's just knuckle sandwich that's my fucking comeback you yeah, know like you there. slipped on the you slipped on the beer and and now that table is right underneath that's the fun comeback you know like it's up it's 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 situational so like for me just to hit my greatest hits like you know i'm not on tv every week i'm i'm a hired gun and i travel the world small shows big shows so i'm not relying on a weekly storyline to get over this certain finisher you know so i'll do what i need to do and, and i'll wrestle the way i need to wrestle like are we do we have a six month blood feud this is the first time we're meeting are you eight feet tall? Are you four feet tall? Are you funny? Are you sexy? Are you scary? Are you serious? Are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? What are you? And yeah. what am I? And let's go from there. You know, I think that a lot of that lost art is just seeing the forest of the trees and going, well, what do we got in front of us? You know, like I'm pretty sure Macho Man and, and George Steele didn't sit around a lot, you know, going over all these spots. It was just glitzy asshole against feral babyface. 
Right. Let's go. That's all cool. you need sometimes. That's all you need. That's all you need. Well, you know what, Stan? I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. I can't thank you enough, especially even if you want to call me a dummy. You're not the first. <laughs> thank I you so much. I call him a dummy pretty regularly. Don't worry about it, dumb. You're Please. fine. You're in your lane. I know, I know you got to get out of here because you're part of that Akuna Matana with the next generation. Okay. Of I got I to go teach wrestling class. I'm going to gonna do a little once over, make sure all my, my critters are good before I leave the funny farm. And then I'm going to go teach other earthlings how to. Uh, but thank you wrestling. again for doing, for doing this. I, I can't tell you how much of an honor it is to be able to sponsor this match. The first time we've ever done it to have you and chef and a title involved. This is, this is the match that, in my opinion, on a great card, will steal the show. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if if you don't know, you will see the link in the, in the description. To, a, to I can't, I can't wait to, I can't wait to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. <laughs> we, we, they actually, uh, PCW Ultra is having a sale this week, forty percent off tickets. We've already given away two tickets to this event to Creature Feature on this network, and Friday live on Top Rope Wrestling Talk. PCW has given us two more tickets, and we will be giving those away. So we st we have some people that are still involved. If you want to get in on this by Friday, just comment hashtag PCW Ultra in the comments below. Follow PCW Ultra on Instagram. We will put you in the running, stick you on the wheel, spin it, and make the deal. And another lucky fan will get to meet up with Ivan and get two free free tickets to this amazing show. So just close. just like that uh that one match in ECW where uh Terry Funk is in there and they're throwing all the fans throw all those chairs into the ring. Could you, all you uh lovely fans of PCW Ultra, could you all please bring bad motherfucker wallets and throw them into the ring at Shaft so he can see I, what that is before he meets his maker? That would be I, amazing. Ironically, ironically, Sin, I was one of those fans throwing the chairs. Were you really? Were you really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool, man. I love it. But thank you so much for this. Everybody, we hope you enjoy this rest this episode. We hope you enjoy Creature Feature. And god damn it, just enjoy wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. I did I giggled when I saw uh, oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, are we are, we, are we still here? here? Are we off air or whatever? We're, we're, we're about to get off. I was just, I like when I see those, when I, when I see those.